Hello and welcome to episode 40. This week I want to talk about boundaries and muscle building for them because you can't pick up a pair of trainers without any training and run a marathon. So I want to talk about muscle building for boundaries. It's something that I, over the last few weeks in the Divorce Sanctuary, the Facebook group that I run, I was asking various different questions, uh, like who wants to know more about emotional healing from emotional abuse, and I can't actually remember now what the questions were, but one of them was who wants me to spill the beans on um, setting boundaries, and loads of people said yes, so I wanted to bring it up in here as well, I thought it'd be a great subject for the Mindfuckery podcast. Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level, becoming the best version of yourself. So I hope you're well. 2023, second podcast of the year. This one's on boundaries. It's really, really busy week for me at the moment. I've got a book that's just gone off to the editor. Well, it went last week, but there were a few issues. And I've got another book that I'm putting together as well. So I've taken this from the A to Z of emotional abuse. So the definition of a boundary is a line which marks an area, a dividing line. So we understand a boundary that surrounds a property to mark an area. Personal boundaries are the same. They are the limits we create to keep us safe and the way we will allow other people to behave towards us. The emotional abuser understands your boundaries during the idealisation stage. So I will talk about that in a minute. And they very slowly broke them down. They started by pushing against them to see how far they could go and what they could get away with. You may have told them that you weren't happy about their behaviour and they apologise, but they then continue. You may have caught them cheating and they were so sorry. But during that stage, they are idolising you and getting you addicted to their hormones that keep you trapped in that relationship. It's done so subtly, you don't realise that this is what they're doing. No means no, it doesn't mean maybe. So I am going to talk about all of that. I'm going to break that down. So that was taken um, from my book, as I said, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse. And I want to talk about muscle building around boundaries. As I said, you wouldn't pick up a pair of trainers and just run a marathon. A boundary is an area. It's a marking. So if you've got a property, it's maybe from the front, from the path, and and it includes your garden and and the sides of your house, if you're a detached property and the rear, um, and it indicates that I am responsible for this area. And this is the same with personal boundaries as well. A personal boundary shows we go to this point, they keep us safe. And we're telling other people, this is the behaviour that I will accept. And you got to this point in my boundary and I will accept it no more. The emotional abuser, the narcissist, whatever you want to use as a label, is very clever. 
and very manipulative. The whole relationship was manipulative and manufactured. And these are really important words to inner stand because it wasn't real. They're very good at pushing at boundaries. They understand there's a boundary there. And this boundary is actually an indication. It's a gauge for them to inner stand themselves whether you're worth the investment, I've done uh, some videos called ROI, return on investment. So this is how much they need to put in to get an investment out of you. So to the abuser, the boundary, it's an indication when they push against it, they know where your maybe it's your moral compass, where that stands. And then they might give it a nudge and see whether you'll waver, whether you'll wobble a little bit, whether you'll move. And it's during the idealisation stage that they're doing this, this love bombing stage. And it's all masked and hidden. So part of that stage is understanding what you're looking for in a relationship in a romantic partner. It's also understanding what sort of supply you are what's the quality of supply and to how far that will reach they're doing their research on other relationships that you've had they're doing their research on romantic relationships but relationships that you've got with family and friends and they also will be understanding and qualifying how important these are, whether they have to devalue these people that are in your life as they maneuver their way into, and they do this very, very gradually, and they build up the, they build up their muscles. This is all about their muscle building, and they maneuver themselves in, and you're very gradually handing over their power and control over to them. And what they're doing in this process is looking at the ROI, the return on investment. So this is how much they have to put into this love bombing stage and what's the quality coming out. And this is about not spilling the beans on any of your relationships in that early stage. They're really clever at manipulating situations. So they will put out their stories their awful childhoods, how they were always the victim in a, a romantic relationship. And if you look at the patterns to their relationships, you will see that they're the ones that cheated. However, they always play the victim. But this is what they'll be looking for. And they're nurturing a situation that you feel safe enough. They might even use coercive techniques to get you to hand over this information. They might be interested in how your relationships ended and what happened during those relationships. They are perhaps looking for what you did financially for that person, what you did emotionally for that person, how you supported them. And this is their return on investment. So it's how much time and energy and perhaps money do I have to put into this, this person during this part of the relationship? And my long-term goal is I'm going, will I be supported? Will he or she support me financially? Will they pay all my bills? Will they supply me with a new car? You know, have they paid off their mortgage? Am I going to be able to live rent free? What do I, you know, what is it? What what has happened in other relationships? And this is why they're interested because it's an indication to how manipulative they can be towards you 
and to get what they want. So it's always about an end goal. They will always be looking to upgrade in a relationship. So their previous relationship that they've come from, you will be an upgrade. It might be that it's the attention or it might be that you have a nicer house or nicer cars and you might have set boundaries from other relationships saying, I'm never gonna allow that to happen again. But this is part of their research. You were a project to them. And during that time, they are researching and making note and understanding and understanding what's really important to you. What type of person you're looking for. That's part of that mask, wearing the mask, creating a persona that, that they believe that you will fall for. Part of that process during that project is understanding and understanding what they can do and how they can manipulate you. If you've got really strong boundaries and they know from the beginning that you are going to stick to your boundaries and you're not going to waver and you've never done this in the past, you've never been manipulated by someone, you've never financially supported someone, they will walk away. If they see really strong boundaries, it's not worth them wasting their time. They have got this calculation done. They know at that if they say and do certain things, if they get a reaction, then they won't waste their any more time or any more money on that person. You know, if you've been in an abusive relationship, it's really important not to share that information because it's an indicator to another abusive person that if they're clever enough, they can do the same thing, perhaps even worse. So the definition of a boundary is a line which marks out an area, a dividing line, and the personal boundaries are the same. They're limits that we create that keep us safe. It doesn't have to be romantic. It could be somebody at work. Each time you go to leave, they stop you, they talk to you, they hold you back for five or 10 minutes and you might have people waiting for you. So this is about communication and about verbalizing and setting this boundary. I finish at five o'clock, I finish at three o'clock, whatever time it is that you're finishing, I have people waiting for me. So if your boss at two minutes to five calls you into his office or her office and they hold you there for another 20 minutes, this could be seen as pushing at a boundary. So perhaps in this instance, you could say, Yes, I've got three minutes, but I do need to be out the door by five past or whatever the time frame is. But setting that boundary, you're saying to them, I'm happy to speak to you for three minutes or five minutes, but I need to be out because I have to, I've got traffic to manoeuvre around. I need to be picking somebody up at X amount of time. You shouldn't have to make excuses, but sometimes by providing that small part bit of information. I need to be somewhere. I need to be at this point at 5.30. They can understand unless they are boundary pushers and manipulative, they should allow you that time or say, don't worry, I you go off now and I will catch up with you in the morning. That is somebody who's respecting a boundary. A boundary could be as simple as saying no to someone, someone who's demanding of your time or your energy. No, I can't do this today. And muscle building is what I was talking about right at the beginning of this podcast. It Sometimes if you have been 
giving an overgiving of your time and your emotion. You've been in these manipulative relationships. No is a really hard answer. And it could be that you start to muscle build it with certain people and you start to value, as you start to value your time, it becomes easier. As you start to value yourself, it becomes easier. So it might be as simple as sitting down initially with a piece of paper and saying, what do I value? And what are negotiable and non-negotiable things in my life and time is maybe non-negotiable time with your children might be non-negotiable it could be setting a boundary with your children that you spend a certain amount of time over the weekend with them and they might want to go out with friends and if it's really important as a family you might say no this is my boundary I want you home by this time we're going to sit down and we're going to read books or play games or we're going to cook a meal together. It's about looking at what is important to you and looking at the people that overstep and where you overgive in certain situations. And once you start to build and practice these, like I said, picking up a pair of trainers, you're not going to run a marathon unless you've trained for it you don't get in a car the first time and you know and drive like an expert you don't turn on a computer for the first time or a laptop for the first time knowing where everything is things change with different models so it's about learning and boundary setting is again something that we can build our muscles so learn to say no the first time or find a stock answer that is a really good way of perhaps stalling saying no so if you have people in your life that demand your time it might be I need to check my diary that's a really good one let me check I have this feeling that I've got something on that day and I can't remember when it is. That day is really familiar. That date is really familiar to me and I don't want to say yes if I've already got another commitment. So can I phone you back? Can I send you a message later? Can I speak to you tomorrow once I've checked? Buying yourself time. And as you start to build these muscles, that becomes so easy to do. And then eventually you won't even need that one. You can just say, oh no, I'm going out. I can't make it today. I can do this for you, but I can't do any more. And it's these boundaries, these muscles, this muscle building allows you to protect yourself and your time and your energy and your emotions. For me, we've got five core elements in our life and that is emotional and mental it's spiritual it's physical and financial and by muscle building with our boundaries we're protecting all of them as I said the emotional abuser doesn't walk in knowing who you are they ask lots of questions they learn lots of information they I'll put the links to my videos on ROI the return on investment, how much time, energy, money they have to put in and their long term. And these are the questions. They've done their research. You are a project. They're learning about you. They learnt about you. This continues. If you've been in a, an abusive relationship with one and you have to divorce them, 
this continues throughout the divorce process. So it's really, really crucial that you start to divorce emotionally. That's so important because when you divorce emotionally, you give them no reaction. It doesn't matter what they do or say, that you they get no reaction from you. They can't hurt you anymore because you've healed those wounds. And that is just such an important part of that healing process. And that process allows you to reparent yourself. And part of the process of going through an emotionally abusive relationship will be, even if you've left them, they will have stripped you back and they will have taken you back to an infantile state. They take you back to the age, maybe three, it might just be the age that you remember, it might be younger, that they've stripped you back emotionally. They dump on you all of their baggage I think is probably the best term that I can use in a podcast. They dump on you all of the baggage, all of their hurt, all of their damaged parts they give to you. They tell you you're broken. All the bits that are wrong with them, they give to you and they tell you that's what's wrong with you. And this is why it's so important to understand what you've been through, acknowledge it, and then start looking at setting really strong boundaries, muscle testing, or not muscle testing, muscle building. Um, there must be something muscle testing. Maybe you can test because I know it's really important to actually come back as you're setting these boundaries. And it's uh, trusting your intuition is a really strong part because that is something that you were told um, didn't exist or you shouldn't be trusting it. You shouldn't be trusting how you're feeling. You know that information your body is able to hand over and say, oh, I don't feel safe. That's your intuition. It comes from your gut. It comes from your stomach. That's another brain that within your body, it's an ancient brain that has a special warning. And you were told by the abuser to turn it off. You were told by them because they knew if you listened to it, you were actually picking up how bad they were for you. So they tell you, you know, don't trust your intuition, turn it off. You know, it's got a things wrong in the past. Don't listen to it. Why would you listen? So set strong boundaries. Listen to your intuition. It is rarely wrong. You can start to ask your boundaries how you feel about them. How do I feel about the boundary that I've, I want to leave work on Thursday on time. I want to say no to Jane because I know she wants to hand over that project to me and I don't really want to take it on at work. So get a piece of paper and a pen if that's helpful and sit down and think about the people that manipulate your time. You might not find anybody. You might Your life might be working perfectly at the moment, but it's about looking at protecting yourself and your energy and your emotions and noticing these people that push a little bit. When you say five o'clock, they say six o'clock. When you say, I usually charge 200 pounds for that and they say, I'll give you 50. It's that constant working on, you've set a boundary or you've stated what you're doing for a time period, a time frame, an amount of money. I had a sales director years and years ago who used to talk about walking over the stain in the carpet, and that is like a boundary. And he said, it's like spilling something on the carpet, and you know, I'm going to 
clean that up shortly. I'm going to do that later and you forget it. And you, oh, you walk over it again. I'm going to do that next time. Next time I go, I'm going to go and get a cloth or I'm going to get a special product to clean that carpet. And he said, over a period of time, you get used to walking over that stain. It's like somebody saying to you, I hear your boundary, I see your boundary, but I'm going to move it slightly. And it might be children. You might say, bedtime is nine o'clock. And they say, can I stay up till half past nine? And you say, and that happens on a regular basis to the point where you think now bedtime is 9.30 or, you know, whatever time it was. Maybe it was seven o'clock and they want to stay up to 7.30. But it's that thing, it becomes a norm. And it's the same with emotional abusers and your boundaries. They push at them. They push a little bit. It's only a, a small amount at first. It might be a half a millimeter or it might be an inch. And then before you know it, there's no boundary there whatsoever. The third time they've done something to you, the third affair they've had, the third time that they've emptied the bank account, the third time they've crash the car they've got a really good excuse and you say three times my my limit that's I give people three chances and yet here they are on their fifth their sixth their seventh pushing those boundaries because that boundary's moved now you've lost track of where it is or even that it existed in the first place so sit down and a really good technique is maybe weekly or monthly is to look at your boundaries is it working? Is it something that you want to adjust? It might be that you say to your children, yep, you can stay up tonight, one only. You can do this once a week, or I'm only doing it once this week till 9.30. And if they ask the next night, no, 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 I said last night was the night was the one. This is the this boundary pushing. Children are brilliant at boundary, but they mature and they start to respect. Healthy people start to respect healthy boundaries unhealthy people don't. I hope this has been helpful to you and I'm sending you loads and loads and loads of love until next time.